Hello and welcome to my podcast, Just Show Up with Janine. I am your host, Janine Youngworth, and I'm so grateful that you are here joining me today. And so today's topic is all around being an empath, being sensitive to energy, uh, how other people's energy or the energy around us can affect us or impact us. And again, I think something we are not taught to look at, even though I guess, you know, in science class, maybe in school, we were taught that everything is energy, that everything is made of molecules, and they all have their own unique vibration. It's just, I think it's something that we don't really look at life uh, from that perspective. And when you start to look at life from the perspective of everything is energy, I believe things start to make a lot more sense. I'm all about simplifying life. I think we complicate it too much. I think that, again, when we complicate things, um, it takes away clarity. And a lot of us feel like um, life is foggy and confusing. And there's so much going on energetically. So um, I had made a post on Facebook a little while ago and just kind of encouraged people to ask if there was anything that they wanted me to address and uh, Cindy made a comment about um, being sensitive to energy and uh, at times actually energy making her extremely sick where it might take a few days to recover um, and that certainly can happen absolutely so Let's look at that. Let's dive into that. So one of the stories that I did want to share around this topic was about a friend that I had when I lived in Manitoba and I had met this friend in business college and we connected and we hit it off and we were very, very close. Um, and I'm a very independent person. So again, we all have different things. We all have different needs. We have different requirements. And um, I've always been very independent. I, I, am, I have a younger sister who, you know, growing up, she was kind of more, I don't know if needy is the right word, but that's the word that I'm going to use. Um, you know, I guess maybe they're more social. They need more interaction. Um, whereas I'm more independent and don't need that interaction. I don't need the social. I need, I need my space. I need my quiet time. More of an introvert. So, um, this friend of mine from business college, um, is very, actually was very similar to my sister. Um, in that, you know, we spent every day, all day together at school, you know, all of lunch hour. And oftentimes after school, we would go to the local or the coffee shop across the street from our business college. And then oftentimes I would get home and, you know, being a kind of a newlywed, you know, would obviously want to spend time with my husband and the phone would ring and it would be her um, while she was at home. And, you know, she did have a boyfriend, but I think he was into hockey and stuff. So oftentimes she'd probably find herself bored and then would call me. And it, you know, at the time I didn't have the heart to say, you know, I, I've got to go. I really would like to spend some time with my husband this evening. 
I just didn't want to hurt her feelings. So I would stay on the phone, but then she would ask me what was wrong because I wasn't saying much because I really didn't want to be on the phone. So that was kind of how that relationship was. And if I tried to do anything independent or on my own, um, her nose would kind of get out of joint, but I didn't think it was a big deal, whatever, you know, try to be inclusive, even though at times it was cutting myself off for what, you know, worked for me. And then, you know, fast forward through many years of, I ended up being her maid of honor and, um, you know, we had kids and by this point now I had three kids, three businesses, very busy life. And there wasn't a lot of time, a lot of extra time outside of, you know, what I had going on. And I was living in a city about half hour away. So of course, you know, you have new friends, friends that are neighbors or whatever, new friends that you've made and, you know, things just change, right? Evolve and change. But it just kept kind of kept getting more and more toxic because I think she just kept getting more and more hurt that I didn't make the time for her. It wasn't wasn't a priority in my life. And when we did get together, there was such uh, an energy of animosity or anger, frustration on her part. And so one day I thought, I have to address this. I need to talk to her about this because it just felt so toxic to me. It was making me dread getting together at all. I just didn't even want to be a part of it. And so one day I, I brought it up and I said, you know, I, I know that you're disappointed in the friendship currently. I know that you wish we could see each other more. Um, I know that you wish we had more time for each other. And I kind of just went off along those lines and, um, you know, just kind of explained that I understood that she was hurt and that it the friendship had changed and it wasn't, you know, maybe what she wanted and what could we do to work on that and make help it work. And I'm going to tell you, she didn't say one word to me, not one, didn't even acknowledge that I was speaking, wouldn't look at me. We were driving, she was driving, but I mean, you do look over at, you know, whoever you're talking to at times and she just stared straight ahead and it was as though I'd said nothing and I knew from that conversation that that was no longer going to work for me because I'm all about having conversations in relationship and making sure that it works I mean relationships are energy people are energy everything is energy each experience that we have in our lives including our daily life experiences are shaping and changing who we are and who we are about to become. So when you meet someone in business college, when you're young, you know, maybe before life gets really serious and gets, you know, takes hold of you, it's a lot different once you start having children and getting into marriage and careers and all of that. And your path may take you on a lot different roads, which mine obviously was. And, um, you know, this person didn't like it. This person didn't like how I was evolving and changing and making new friends. And I was getting involved into other different things. And so this is, this is evolution. This is how things change. This is how relationships change. There is no right or wrong. And that's why I truly love the, um, saying that 
that relationships are really all about. It's either for a reason, a season, or a lifetime. And, you know, I think it's important to acknowledge what those things are. And if something's no longer working for you, it's okay to say that you're going to walk away. And most people just, it naturally does that, you know, you'll just naturally the distance just grows and all of a sudden you'll realize it's been years since you've maybe said hello to someone or run into them or whatever. Um, but for some reason in my cases, um, you know, I think because I'm, I'm all in when I do something, um, so I can be all in, but then I, I do what I need to do and I get what I can out of whatever I'm all into and then I move on. And not to say that I move on from all relationships because obviously um, it has to work for me. And if it's still working for me and I'm still enjoying it and it's still, you know, we're still both, you know, leaving better people after having a, a visit or a conversation, to me that's still working. Um, but if it st- starts to become work or it starts to become drama, um, I'm going to be 100% honest, it, that no longer works for me. And that's when I'll just walk away and I allow the new relationships to move in for who I am today and let the old fall away. And I think that's natural and healthy. So in the work that I do, uh, doing readings, it can be very, very draining. And this is something that I've had to acknowledge within myself and I've had to honor within myself because, you know, I have all different types of people who come to me for readings with varying levels of expectation, varying levels of reasons, varying levels of um, whatever that might be, reasoning for having a reading. But if I have people who are coming to me to test me, to challenge me, who are skeptical, that to me is just very, very draining because there are barriers upon barriers upon barriers that I have to try and penetrate and you know get beyond in order to get to the information. It can be very, very draining. And I just won't do that. And so I, I've come to realize that when I do readings, it's like wherever that person is at, I'll read them where they're at. But if they're going to have walls and barriers up and try to test me or, you know, sometimes they're just afraid of what I might say and don't even realize that they're actually blocking me out. I, I can't, I cannot drain my energy. I cannot, when I drain my energy like that from a reading like that, I can sleep for a day or two afterwards. It, it just takes so much out of me and it's not worth it. I have a life, I have a family, I have things that I need to get done in my life as well. So no one's paying me enough to to be down for a couple of days. So those are some things to be aware of. Um, if you are someone who does healing work and um, those types of energy therapies, uh, it again, it is important for you to, again, know how you work, how you function, and know that not everybody necessarily wants to get better. And and that sounds very strange because, well, then why would they be coming to you for a session? But some people are very invested in being sick. It might be to get attention from their family. It might be to get disability so that they can get paid rather than work. Um, so they can get paid to stay at home rather than work. Like There's a multitude of reasons why somebody might choose to not get well. Um, 
And, you know, it's not your job as a healer necessarily to fix them. What if you're just there as a guide on their journey to point out specific things and remind them to deliver energy to them that they're willing to receive rather than forcing something, forcing results. And that's something that I learned doing um, energy therapies and doing healing work myself was that it wasn't, again, it wasn't for me to do. It was about me being that conduit if they were open, um, but ultimately how much could they receive and what they were willing to receive. And that's just how I see it. Because if you're going to try to force something on someone that, well, I think there's a book out there called Power Versus Force. It, it can be very, very draining. And I'm, I, that's not how I function. So even there, it's understanding how you work. You know, what, what is your focus? Why do you do the healing work? What is the purpose of it? And for me, I don't have a point of view. It's I'm there for those who truly want to heal and I will facilitate that. Um, and those who are in great resistance, I'm, I'm not there to break through the resistance. That's just, that doesn't interest me. That's not fun for me. It's not where I function from. Um, so what do you know? And, you know, what, uh, like I say, what is your purpose? Um, because your job, our job as healers is not to fix everyone in the world. That's not our job. Um, because there's a lot of people who don't actually want to be fixed and aren't willing to even admit that, to be honest. They just think, oh, I just don't feel good. And, you know, I need to get fixed. Well, go within yourself and do the work then. And I think some people want to be lazy and come to you and say, fix me. I'm pathetic. Just fix me. And again, it's like, I would rather teach a man how to fish than someone who's choosing to be a victim and just doesn't want to put any effort in at all. So again, where are you functioning from? You know, I, I know a lot of people who do energy work who need to be needed. And as I said earlier, I don't need to be needed. That's not the type of person I am. Um, some people need to be needed because it makes them feel like they have worth and value um, and if that's how you function, that might be something that you really need to look at um, because you have worth and value just being you without doing a damn thing. You know, we are energy. We are human beings. It's about a state of being. Um, and yeah, I mean, obviously when we do things and we accomplish things, then there's satisfaction in that. But you really got to go within yourself and ask yourself, why am I doing the things that I am doing? What is my purpose here? You know, why do I love the things that I love? What is it that I even am truly desiring? You know, really going within and saying, okay, what what is it that I am here to be and do? What is fulfilling for me? What is ease and joy? Because some people actually just want drama and want it hard. And that's okay, then let them choose that. And if that doesn't fit for what you're here to create, then let them go. They can go find someone else who, they can go find others who fit with um, drama and hardship. Um, that's not what I stand for. And, you know, so sometimes there's clients who come to me, it's just like, well, that's that's not how I work. That's not what I do. That's not why I do what I do. So, Maybe this isn't a match. Maybe you need to go find someone who is actually going to feel sorry for you and disempower you and keep you on that same trajectory 
Because again, that's all just a choice, right? So that's kind of my perspective on all of these things. And if you're someone who is sensitive to the energy around you, um, maybe someone who feels overwhelmed in crowds or is picking up on the energy of others, once again, it's like, you know, are you choosing to be that healer and try to fix everyone? Or are you willing to maybe see it from a different perspective and empower others to look within and do their own work? And I think that, you know, we've lived many lifetimes here and it the old way used to be that, you know, healers would do all the work, um, but we're not, that's in my awareness, in my opinion, in this day and age, it's about taking personal responsibility. That's the era that we're in now and uh, that we're moving more into and the old way of healing used to be, you know, you would do the work for them and then they would just carry on with their life. It's like, oh, that person healed me. And it's not that there isn't a a, a purpose or a, a need for that still, but um, I, I do believe we're moving into an era of, of self-empowerment um, where we tap into our own inner wisdom and that we, you know, we figure it out on our own rather than always depending on others uh, to show us the way. So that's just how I'm seeing things. But I want to leave you with some tools, some powerful tips and tools for when you're picking up on the energy of others or you're feeling overwhelmed just from all of the energy going on around you. Because there seems to be a lot of chaos in the world right now. There's a lot of um, energetically, there's a kind of a battle going on between consciousness and unconsciousness information, a lack of information, light versus darkness. That's how I look at it. Um, and so when you're feeling overwhelmed and you're just picking up too much energy, there's two things you need to do. The first one is expand your energy out. When we get overwhelmed and stressed, we have a tendency to pull in and contract. And what happens is our energy becomes very dense and sticky. And then we're just picking up on all of the negative lower vibration garbage that's going on around us and if we're going to acknowledge everything is energy and ex- and acknowledge ourselves as the infinite being that we truly are what we need to do is just expand our energy out and if you listen to any of my meditations if you go back into previous episode episodes where it says meditation um, I, I kind of show you how to do that um, and I'll explain it briefly here again as well but what you're essentially doing is you can kind of close your eyes and expand your energy and just fill the room that you're in. You're essentially pushing your energy out. Fill the entire room with your energy wall-to-wall, floor-to-ceiling. And then you expand beyond the room that you're in into the entire building that you're in. Then you expand out into either the entire city block that you're in or if you're out in the country into, you know, out around you in into your property or the property that you're on and then expand out into the state or province that you're in and then the country and then all around the world and then out into the universe so you're just expanding 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 out further than you've ever expanded out before and so now you're no longer dense and contracted now you're totally expanded so it's like air you know, you can freely move your arms through the air and like, it's not hard, it's not sticky, 
But let's say you were in mud or quicksand, you can see how dense and heavy that is. And it was just so much effort to make any type of move. It's just, it's effort. That's kind of the same idea. So when we're moving through life in that expanded state, we're no longer picking everything up. We don't need to do that. And again, if you're a healer or if you, many of us, and I'm sure if you're listening to this episode, you are a healer in some shape, way, shape, or form, um, and you've had other lifetimes as healers, um, the old way, like I said, was you would do it for others. You'd laying on of hands, you would pull energy out of the body through your body, you know, to extract it, whatever it was. And we're kind of doing that just because that's what we know from other lifetimes and we have cell memory, memory right, in our body. So even though our conscious mind doesn't remember all of those lifetimes, uh, the cell memory in our bodies does. So we're still kind of trying to go around and fix and heal and repair people. But what we have to acknowledge is that we no longer need to do that. This is a time of empowerment. It's the time of awakening. And it's a time of taking personal responsibility around um, what we are creating in our own lives, acknowledging ourselves as the creators of our lives, that you know we are made in the likeness of the creator and we are the creators of our lives. So... The other tool that I find very, very helpful if I am picking up on, you know, all of a sudden I'll just notice that I may be angry or frustrated or sad or feeling depressed and I don't know why. Or sometimes what we'll do is we'll pull that into what's going on in our life. I'll be like, oh, I'm feeling sad and depressed because I'm so overwhelmed because of X, Y, and Z that's going on in my family right now or whatever. And we start to buy the lie. Um, But what you can do is just say, who does this belong to? And that if that energy isn't yours, it has to leave. That's it. And it just returns back to wherever you picked it up from. But it taps that person on the shoulder and says, hey, you need to look at this. You've, you've been ignoring this situation. And it's time for you to acknowledge that something needs to change and it's time for you to change it. And so it's kind of cool how that works when you say, who does this belong to? That it goes back with wisdom and information attached for that person to look at. And if they're not willing to look at it, again, that's their choice. Uh, you know, we're not here to be dictators. We're just here to facilitate energy and be whatever we can be and offer up what we can offer. But, you know, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make it drink. Ultimately, everyone has choice. And this is why I do the podcast, because it's a reminder that we always have choice in every single moment. Right now, you have a choice to be angry and frustrated with your life. Or you have a choice to ask questions, say, okay, I'm angry and frustrated with my life, but how do I change it? Um, everything is simply energy. And when you ask a question, that's when awareness comes. And then when awareness comes, then you can choose something different. A lot of people don't even realize that the choice that they're making every single day is creating the same old crap in their life. Well, if you keep cho- choosing the same old crap, you're going to keep getting the same old results. So if you're tired of it and you're ready to change your life, then start asking some questions and start seeing what shows up for you. And maybe some different choices will start to present themselves. And then all of a sudden you'll say, oh, I didn't even know that that choice was available to me. I've been picking this every day of my life and now I have this. And then you start to choose that over there and all of a sudden everything starts to change. Choice. Choice creates in our lives. And I wish that people would acknowledge this more. You know, 
I think it's time that we stop with the racism and and feeling sorry for people and oh, but it's not their fault and the indigenous peoples, their land was taken away and oh, the blacks were slaves and you know, the Jews had the Holocaust and all of this BS. It's time to acknowledge that in every single moment, everyone has choice. You always have a choice, even if you're in a bad situation. And I think I've shared this story before, but I'm going to share it again, where this man was taken prisoner by by guerrilla forces in some foreign country. And they kept him in a concrete floor cage. And um, I believe they took away everything. He had no clothes, he had nothing. And they would come and beat him every single day. He would have a daily beating. And um, you would think he has absolutely nothing. He's got not even a stitch of clothing. He's naked on a concrete floor in a cage. He has no options. He has to rely on someone externally to bring him food and drink and all of these things, whatever that might be, even if he would, don't even know if he was even getting that. Uh, I'm sure his needs were not being taken care of. He was just being tortured. And somewhere in his mind, he, he still knew that he had a choice. And what he chose to do was take his own excrement and paint his entire body with it so that at least when they came to beat him, they had to deal with the stink and touch that, that filth. And you know, they stopped beating him and they gave him clothing. And he eventually got free. And so when I think I have no choice in my life, I like to remind myself of that. You think you're um, you've got it bad, you've got it rough in life right now that maybe you've been dealt a bad uh, hand at cards or whatever it might be. You always have choice in what you do with what you've been dealt. So that is today's episode. Just remember that everything is energy. And, you know, even in your home, all of the things that you surround yourself with, is it time to declutter? Is it time to eliminate things because all of the clutter in your home remember every single thing in your life has energy and what are you choosing to surround yourself with what friendships and relationships are you choosing and why are you choosing them especially if they're leaving you feeling drained and toxic why are you still choosing that or do you need to have a conversation i never walk away from anything without having a discussion or a or a conversation with someone you know and I've had to end many friendships in my life because they've become toxic they've all of a sudden become something that where um, I'm being controlled or I'm not I'm I'm not uh, allowed to be who I am or all of a sudden they don't believe in something I don't believe in and they're trying to make me wrong or they don't like it whatever that might be um you know, I 100% fully choose everything that is in my life, every single thing. And sometimes I'll ask, is choosing this going to create what I want to create in my life? Is not choosing this going to assist me in creating what I want to create in my life? So do you see how life is actually simple? You choose it or you don't. And 
You know, if others are going to be hurt by your choices, then that's on them because they don't have control over you or they shouldn't have control over you. And they um, certainly shouldn't care or try to influence or control what you are choosing in your life. And if that's going on, then maybe it no longer works for you. So pay attention. Everything is energy. What energies are surrounding you? Do you need to declutter? Do you need to organize? Do you need to change what you're putting into your body through the choices you're making in your diet? Do you need to exercise? What what does your body require? There's so many avenues that we're being affected by in our lives. The four main key avenues are relationship, career, health, and finances. So what choices are you making in those four key areas? Um, And is there one key area that you really need to look at and change and fix? Um, And I'm not necessarily going to say fix, but what choices could you make that would change everything? Um, Because if you have one or two areas in your life that suck, the energy of those areas are affecting all of the other energy of the other areas. So I always say there's no such thing as a peeing section in a pool. It doesn't work. All areas of your life are flowing into one another. You cannot segregate them. So that is today's episode. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much for listening. I appreciate you uh, keeping you and know that if something isn't working for you in your life, you can absolutely change it. Bye for now.